Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. You ready? Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast, guys. Guess who's back? Ben Snoor. Of course. Of course he's back. But before we get into it with Ben, let's take care of a little bit of business. What do you say? First things first, I want to thank Broadback Ironworks, makers of the 2x72 grinder. It's an awesome machine made by knife makers for other knife makers and metal workers, woodworkers, and everything like that. I had a nice conversation with both Ryan and Vince this week. They got new things coming up. Uh, their bevel table is great. They sent me the bevel table that goes with the adjustable uh, work rest, and it's, it's great. It's awesome. Um, and they have a lot of other things coming on. They have great attachments. It's a great machine, and there's going to be – I don't want to spoil it at all, but if you're abroad, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. If you're abroad, there might be some opportunities for get yourself abroad back coming soon. I don't want to say too much Women more. haven't been able to use them before? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> no. Well, he's, in, he's starting off strong, ladies and gentlemen. He's starting off strong. Uh, if you're <laughs> – yeah, that's right. Very good. Very good, my man. So go to BroadbeckIronworks.com. Put in the purple code KNIFETALK200, and you'll get $200 off any of the grinder packages. And you can put on KNIFETALK100, and you get $100 off their sharpening system, surface belt grinder, or their leather sewing machine. Check out what they're doing on Instagram. Keep in touch with them. New things are coming up. They have great attachments. Broadback Ironworks, I'm with you. Next is Even Heat. My friends at Even Heat are so great. I love these guys at Even Heat. I talked to Spence a couple, uh, like a week or so ago. He's such a great guy, and I really appreciate everything he does. He's very involved with the maker community. He loves it. He had a great time at Maker Camp. He loves the maker community, the knife making community in general. But the Even Heat makes, they're the manufacturer of the finest heat treat ovens available. And you want to check out those Even Heat ovens, go to evenheat-kiln.com and check out what they have. It's, I mean, they're the best. And this customer service is the best. They're very easy to maintain. You don't really need a lot of maintenance. But if you're hauling ass and, you know, things are starting to kind of, they're very easy to fix. They're very easy to work with. They're very easy to get. And there are special deals. If you follow Knife Talk, 
There's a distributor deal in the United States where you get $75 off and free shipping in the United States. So go follow Knife Talk, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Even Eats great. I love these guys, and uh, I'm very honored to be a part of uh, their family, I guess. I don't know if I'm part of their family. I guess I'm, I, I'm a sp- they're my sponsor, but I Spence is the guy, and I love the Even Eat guys. So go, to even, go get yourself an Even Eat, okay? Next is Axe Wax. Axe Wax, all natural food safe. Wax for your axe. I know, I know. I just actually, you know what? I just used a piece of, I used Axe Wax. I got a really nice piece of, of uh, Go My exotic steel from Baker Forge and Tool. And I had to finish it off. It's got copper in it. It's got Damascus in it. It's got a uh, 80 CRV2 core. And I finished it off and I rubbed it up with some Axe Wax. I hit it with the heat gun. And it's a great finish for that steel to kind of hold on to it. For it to prepare it for its next uh, home. So I love Axe Wax, all natural food safe. And because it's all natural food safe, I don't have to worry about anything chemicals going on it. So whoever gets this beautiful knife is not going to worry about them because all natural food safe. And if you go to axewax.us, put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off. If you're in the UK, UKKnifesupplies.com will take FULLBLAST10. Uh, Keith Colby over at knifematerial.at, if you're in the EU, he's taking Full Blast 10. And artisansupply.com.au, that's Gamaco, they're taking Full Blast 10. And the great nordicedge.com.au, they're taking Full Blast 10. So I would highly suggest getting yourself a little bit of that axe wax, see what you think. The 10% off is worth it. A lot of guys are making, a lot of guys are making you know, all natural food safe wax for steels and stuff like that. Once you get with Axe Wax, because they've been doing it for a long time, and I really, really appreciate everything they've done. In regards to one of their spot, one of the people who's holding on to Axe Wax, besides uh, Maritime Knife Supply, uh, Nordic Edge is a great company in Australia, nordicedge.com.au. They are they make to, uh, pro tools for knife makers and uh, new people getting into knife making. Uh, they they make file guides with screw-on carbides that are really great. They're ma- made of non-magnetic stainless steel, and they never rust. The steel dust won't stick to it. I have one of they sent me one of their file guides, and I've been using it like relentlessly, and it's really really nice. And I believe that you can also get their uh, big Mert file guide. Mert Tansu uh, and Nordic Edge teamed up to make a, a file guide. If it's good enough for Mert, it's good enough for you. Trust me. If it's good enough for Mert, it's good enough for him. I mean, you, you can't complain. I mean, Mert Tansu ain't getting much better than that. And if you're in Atlanta, knifekits.com has them. So get yourself one of them big Mert file guides. And if you're in Australia and you're wanting to, you say to yourself, you know, I've been listening to this podcast. All you nerds are talking about knives all the stuff. And I want to make a knife, but I don't have any of the stuff. Uh, Nordic Edge has got all the stuff that you need to get your squared away. You can get grinders, tools, tooling, kits, uh, handle parts, hammers, all sorts of things. But also, like, if you wanted to make a knife and didn't have a heat treating oven, they have the kits that you could make, put yourself a knife together, and that's definitely good. So go to uh, nordicedge.com.au in Australia, and uh, you, you put in full blast 10, you're going to get 10% off all their axe wax, and go check out what they're doing. They are were very helpful to our friend Kev Slattery in regards to his back issues, and I appreciate Nordic Edge. Dot com for all of their help with the podcast. And another company that's been really helpful to me is Maritime Knife Supply. <clears throat> Pardon me. That's MaritimeKnifeSupply.ca, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. That's Lawrence Lake up in Canada. All your knife-making needs, I'll take care of it. Belts, abrasives, steels, kilns, forges, presses, heat-treating ovens, anvils, anything you need to get started or resupplied, including Axe Wax. Uh, they're in Canada, but they'll ship with ease anywhere in the United States and take advantage of that exchange rate. 
The steel selection is always growing, and Lawrence just got a pile of steel. He gets all sorts of types of steel. Um, it's different types of steel for, for integral bolsters. He gets steel, for different types of steel. He's, he's got a lot of great things, and if you uh, check out what they have on their abrasive belts, they have these 10, he has, sells 10 packs of abrasive belts, and if you buy the 10 pack, you get 10% off. So you get like one. You get one for free, which is nice. So go get a hold of a Maritime Knife Supply and see what all the fuss is about. They also have all the TR Maker equipment. They have Dr. Laren Thomas's must-have book, Knife Engineering, and many, many more things. And if you're in a Canada and you say to yourself, I wish they had, insert whatever you wanted to insert in there, go get a hold of Lawrence. I'm sure he'll get a hold of it. So uh, he's always bringing new things in, and he's great for the knife-making community. So thank you, Maritime Knife Supply. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, and with that said, i got to thank Trojan Horse Forge. Trojan Horse Forge are the makers of the Stable Rail Knife Finishing Vice. This is an awesome vice um, built in the heart of Texas. These are vices uh, designed to take your handle finishing to a whole new level. And with features that you won't find anywhere else. And one of that features is a plate that bolts up. I just didn't fit it like this knife I just talked about, this Go My Knife. I used it. Uh, you can see if you watch the, my reels on Fader Knives on Instagram, I used their plate that uh, held the knife in place so I could hand sand it, and it is really quite amazing. And They have uh, a lot of great features to it, but one thing I'll say about uh, Trojan Horse Forge, it's not just, you know, it's not luxury. It's, it's something that you need. It's something that it's not just like, if I only had a little bit of it, it's worth having. It's definitely worth having, and it's, you do your handles, you do your, uh, you can fix your, your flats, you can fix your, you know, hand sanding and stuff like that, and then you can turn around and then you can, sand your the knife handle it's a really awesome thing if you go to trojanhorseforge.com put in the promo code full blast you can get free shipping in the united states and they take payment plans so if you're worried about spending all that money and you're worried that somebody's going to see your bill you just do it on the product do it on the payment plan they'll never know they'll never know your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend whoever all your significant other will never know because you've been playing on the payment plan so get yourself Get yourself elevated. Get your knife game elevated with the Trojan Horse Stable Rail Knife Finishing Vice. And with that said, I want to thank Total Boat. Total Boat, baby. They make adhesives, paints, primers, polishing compounds. For boaters and DIYers, they understand that you're, they need your projects to go smoothly. That's why they're constantly finding ways to make original products better, easier to use, more sustainable, and less expensive. I use the, I've been using the Total Boat two-part epoxy exclusively for the past two months. And it's great. It's awesome stuff. It has, uh, it's really easy to use. I used it for all my cosmic drift handles or I'm using uh, all the, the, I'm using Total Boat. I used, I, I've been using it for a lot. I've been using it a lot lately. And they also have pigments. Some people ask me on Knife Talk where you, how you pigment your, your epoxy. They have all the pigments. They have a ton of, they sent me a pile of pigments. So you can pigment your epoxy. It's great stuff. Their UV Cure epoxies, their UV Cure clear resin is really great. Uh, and their thick set epoxy uh, is is really great if you want to do like a, you know, you want to do a river table or you want to do something where it's like real resin heavy. If you probably wanted to make some uh, hybrid handles, get yourself a stabilized piece of burl, make a little make a little enclosure, pour some of that uh, pour some of that um, thick set casting epoxy, and make yourself a make yourself one of them CrossFit handles. You know what I'm saying? If it's good enough for Keith Decent, Derek from Malden, and Keith Johnson, Keith Mitchell, all them guys, and then you know. It's good enough for, you know, it's good enough to take dead animals and stuff them in a box and then cover them in two-part epoxy like Jimmy Duresta does. It's good enough for you. So go get yourself some of that Total Boat and put in the promo code FULLBLAST10 at TotalBoat.com. 
and you're going to get 10% off all of your orders. So once again, thank you, Total Boat. Total Boat, baby. And that is it. I want to appreciate, I appreciate my sponsors. I appreciate everybody uh, who's been involved with the sponsors. I've been appreciate everybody who's listening to the show. And I appreciate my next guest, backed by popular demand, a person who is asked for more than probably anybody. Probably. You're the top five people who are asked for. Ben Snoor's here. Ben, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. Been wanting really to hear good. your voice. I'm glad to be here. There must be a lot of bored, desperate people who want me back. No, dude. I get messages. I get messages from people saying, you know, you should make him your permanent host. You should make. I get that a lot. And and I and I, what I say is, he, I want you. You wouldn't want to be a permanent host only because I would be like, we're going that. You know, I, I'm like a kind of like a tour director. <laughs> But I, what yeah. I've said to you is, you have a full, you have open invite. Invite anytime you want to come on. That's it. It's. I'm gonna start taking you up on it. You should. You you're, you should. I wish you would. I, you know, I love you know. You send you a message every so often. You want to come on. You want to come on. Yeah. I got to see. The thing is, I got to balance it. I got to have, you know, people say you know, so you have the same people on all the time, or you got to get new people on. I'm trying to balance it out and have new people on. And you well, know, I kind of want to come on with some of those new people and and make them uncomfortable. You pick the guest. You All pick right. the guest, and then we'll have him on. Maybe we get uh, Riley on or something. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, you work it. You figure out who you want to have on, and then right. you can make him feel uncomfortable. I'll put the invite out. We'll do a threefer, and then uh, we'll uh, make someone feel uncomfortable. All right. Have you been? Man, I'm good. I'm really good. Talk to me. Uh, well, Alex and I are expecting a baby. Are you kidding? Well, it's Will Stelter. He's coming to visit. Oh, for fuck's sake. You got me good. You fucking got me. Holy shit. I was just like, oh, my God. What a bomb drop. No, Will, Will Stelter's coming to visit tomorrow. Uh, I turned 40 on Saturday. Wow. Congratulations. Happy birthday. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. We had a big party. Alex threw me a big 40th birthday party last weekend since it was a three-day weekend. That way people from out of town could come. And I am just now getting over being hungover. Well, I do. I want you to know that your wife was very g gracious enough to invite me. Yeah. And I sent her a message saying, I really, really wish I could go. But it's you like. You are only slightly less of a hermit than I am. Uh, well, that's not really the. I mean, it's not. A, it wasn't like it wasn't a Larry David situation. It wasn't just like, oh, God, I, I wish they didn't invite me. It was my my wife and my, it is actually your fortieth birthday coincides with my father in law's eightieth birthday. So oh, my wife right. and her and our daughter went out to Wisconsin this past weekend, and the dog we had to take care of, take care of the dogs and everything's kind of crazy over here anyway. And and I'm I'm trying to limit my travel because I have a few things I can't miss. And, and traveling so, sucks. But I want I was really honored to be invited. I, I was there was a good like. Five or seven minutes of being like, I could do this. I could go out and see. I could go to surprise him on his birthday. I was like, but then what is oh, yeah, that would have been a hell of a surprise. But I, then, I didn't figure there was any way you were going to come. But then all of a sudden, it's just like, then what is he going to have? He's going to take me around. He's got to like tour director me. He's got to like take me around and be. Oh, I enjoy like, that. Oh, you do. All right. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. this is a neat place that I work on. It's it's a lot of, you know, I take it for granted being here. Until I have new people that I can show around, and it kind of reminds me how neat of a place this is and how neat of a life I live. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it, it sounds amazing. It sounds great. So how do you feel being 40? 
You know, I feel the same as I did whenever I was, I don't know, about 35. And, and after that is I just kind of tired and I hurt all the time. Right. I have bad news for you. It gets progressively worse. I, I, I've gathered that. I uh, really, I tell you what, I'm about to, I'm going to be 50 in December. And like, I, I've gone through, I don't know if it was the pandemic or whatever, but like, I'm like, I've really tried to take care of myself a lot. I started to take care of myself when I was 30 out of spite. Mm -hmm. I had a, uh, I don't know if I told you this story, but I had a, uh, I had a, when my wife had uh, new insurance uh, for her job, she, I went to get a checkup and I got my cholesterol checked and they said my cholesterol was a little higher than it should be. And then the nurse started telling me what I'm supposed to do. And I was just like, you know, I know what, to, I know what, to, I get my cholesterol down by myself. And I kind of like, I made the decision that I don't want to get older and have to make drastic changes yeah. at the end. Like I know people who are like, you know, they got the big, you know, their guts out, like, you know, dick do disease, you know, yeah. your stomach sticks out farther than your dick do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the doctor says, you have to make drastic change. I wanted to make drastic change. I didn't want to make my changes at 30, but when I went from 30 to 40 and now 40 to 50, I've made like the most drastic changes in the last four years. And it's like, I feel as though I'm, I've, I've, I've taken away a lot of my fun for like maybe maybe some better extra years. That's so. why I I don't make very big changes is yeah. because I enjoy I enjoy the food I eat. I right. enjoy the fun that I have. Yeah. I enjoy the things I do. Yes. I agree. I just I can't don't do have the time. willpower to take them away from myself. See, it's the weird thing is for me is because is because I've seen my part of my family are, 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 um, are, how should I say this? Don't worry about it. Hard part of my family are like, you know, <laughs> part of my half my family are, you know, it don't worry about it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And the other half is just like, you know, brain dead. So it's, I, I'm trying to fight my genetics and I'm trying to like, All fight right. like a lot of like problems and, now my mother's in a in a place and her dementia is getting worse and it's like, you know, she spent her life not taking care of herself and it was like, I kind of want to like eke out, I want to have better years later and I've, I'm kind of getting there. Like I feel good. This is the best, I, this is the best shape I've been in since college. I'm at my, you know, I, my I feel like a lot, some of that taking care of yourself though is like, I, I don't necessarily eat the best. I probably drink right. more than I should, but I'm also more active in doing things. I'm not sitting in an office all day. You're not sitting in an right. office. You walk your dogs. Like we take the kids hiking. I mean, we do things. Yeah. That that's just a big step that not everybody does. I, you know what I'm noticing? The older I get, the I'm noticing it's like you know it's like a tr it's like a balance, but it, the balance is like very like very tight. Like I can tell like if I eat like shit for a week. I can, I can, there's, there's a huge difference. And now I'm starting to see, like, I just gave up uh, caffeine because I've been getting Ugh. hard calp. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm, <laughs> it doesn't get any better. I've been getting heart palpitations lately. And a lot of it's because, you know, there's this, and I'm not going to try to get this fucker down, but there's like a lot of stress and it's like f familial stress. It's like, everyone's yeah. getting older. My sisters are getting older. My mother is really like, you know, I don't want to say circling the drain, but I mean, we're, 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 we're getting there. I mean, we're getting there and it's like having to deal with like getting calls from social workers and getting calls from, so I'm like, I'm like 
dealing with things that are out of my control and I'm, it's giving me anxiety and I'm getting like these goddamn heart palpitations. I, I can understand that. Oh. I deal with that kind of stress pretty poorly. But do you deal with the stress poorly, the stuff that's out of your control? Like, I have a real problem with the stuff that's out of my control. No, it's whenever it's out of my control. If it's in my control, like, I can stress about it a little bit, and then I'm just going to do something about it. You problem solve it. Yes. Like, it, it's the things that are completely out of my control, and, like, there's there's just nothing. I You can come at it from every angle and your hands are tied. It's thrust. That's into whenever it just keeps you up and it wakes you up in the middle of the night and it wakes you up early and then it gives you heart palpitations and you got to stop drinking coffee and you just hate it. Oh, dude, I tell you what. So I was reading about how I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I got my doctor I've known forever who, who who's going to like, you know, he's going to, who knows what the hell he's going to do. But I, I'm like, I've in the meantime, the past three weeks, I haven't had a drink and I haven't really been drinking that much anyway since the holidays. And then I haven't had caffeine in three weeks, and it's uh you feel different. I've got to tell you, I you got it, but I the heart palpitations are still there. So now I know it's not caffeine. Now I know that it's like anxiety. So, uh, or it's an underlying condition. I don't think it is. Well, but... maybe it's time for a value and a and a latte. <sighs> Dude, I got to tell you, I'm wait. I'm want, when when the I get the approval. I'm gonna I I need to go see this doctor and say, look, I haven't had coffee in three weeks. So I've been drinking decaf, which is, uh, I mean, it's it ain't, not, it's nothing not worse. ain't nothing worse than decaf. Ain't not, I'm, a, I'm down almost drinking hot water, frankly. <laughs> it's fucking bad. It's fucking bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't want to be a burden to my kid. I don't want to be a burden to my wife. I don't want to be, I want to make sure that I, I want to, I do feel, I have to say, I feel better now than I felt when I was 20. By a mile. I, when I was and imagine how much better you would feel with a cup of coffee every morning. If I will say that a cup of coffee would definitely, I just need to rule it out. I need to go to the doctor and yeah, rule yeah. it out. So like once I get the go ahead, I'll be, I'll get back into drinking coffee. But I mean, the funny thing is, is when you start, when you strip away all the shit that you're not supposed to have, and then you start to feel better. Like I don't feel better bad at all when i wake up in the morning i don't have any headaches or whatsoever i don't yeah. feel bad at all i've been exercising every day religiously and i'm doing a good job and i'm feeling good you realize how much suffering you do but then all of a sudden you realize i really feel pretty goddamn good frankly i mean i feel pretty goddamn good however i'll let you know i'm not a total maniac i am going to go to madison square garden in the first week of march we're going to go see a Knicks game. My high school my high school friend and I go see the Knicks. We're going to go to Madison Square Garden. We're going to go to a steakhouse beforehand. Oh, steakhouse. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, I, I was just thinking, I would, if I was you, I'd just be happy about having a hot dog. I love a hot dog. I, I love, love a hot dogs are hot so dog. good. Oh, my God. I, we went to uh, went to Yankee game last summer, and we hadn't been eating hot dogs. They're terrible for you. I mean, they're terrible for you. But you get a good hot dog at the ballpark. I was I ate this hot dog. I savored. I never say when I was a kid, the hot dog vendor outside my house. I would go every day and I get six hot dogs, and then I put half of them in my pocket. Put so three of them. One of them I meet. You like right Napoleon or, Dynamite with his pocket tater tots? <laughs> I had a coat that could when he wrapped them up, <laughs> I could fit them in my pocket. So I go to the movies. With like four or five hot dogs, I'd not, you know, first you get six and then you eat one right there and then yep. maybe another one while you're walking and then the four you leave for the, for the, 
for the movie theater. So you knock down some hot dogs in the movie theater. There's nothing better than eating hot dogs in the movie. Nothing. I, there's not much better than just a hot dog, period. And just it doesn't even have to, for me, have to be like a good hot dog. A cheap hot dog with mustard is delicious. I'm glad you said mustard because, you know, ketchup is very questionable after your... I don't like ketchup, period. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. And on hot dog, not hamburgers, nothing? I don't like it on anything. Right. I don't eat ketchup. Ever? Ever. You've never eaten ketchup? I, it's never been something I liked. I, for the longest time, I didn't like tomato. Actually, I still don't like tomatoes, but I wouldn't eat anything that had tomatoes in it, except for like spaghetti sauce. Right. And now it's just ketchup. Like, I don't really like tomatoes. If they're chopped up in a salad and it's too difficult to eat around them, I'll just eat them. Tomatoes are bad in the salad. I don't know when anyone's going to... Re- People got to realize that tomatoes are not good in the salad. I agree. It's bad in the I, salad. I just don't like a tomato anyways, but it, it's unnecessary in a salad. Like a, so is fruit. Fruit, fr- fruit doesn't belong in a salad except for fruit salad. Yeah, fruit salad's good. I like this. Yeah. I like this bit. We're going. To, we're going. To, uh, what the crazy thing about people putting tomatoes in salad is they put them in the most awkward cuts. It's always like this giant wedge, like a like a like an orange slice. It's a strange. It's it's not good for a salad. No, tomatoes are terrible in a salad. You know what else is bad? A cranberry. Cranberries are not good in a salad. No. How do you pick them up? Yeah. How, and and who wants to eat salad and then have that little sweet bitter thing i don't know just fruit no strawberries no cranberries no tomatoes no pears no apples no guava no fruit and salad ah i do like a pear pear and a pear pear blue cheese this is like this is like texas seinfeld going on right now (laughs) this is like fucking bensner texas seinfeld i love it it's like talking about eating beans and chili yeah is that that's a problem isn't it oh yeah like in true texas chili doesn't have beans i like beans and chili Right. I don't, but I don't the, really, I wouldn't say that if somebody was putting chili in front of me. So, so if you went out for, if you went to a restaurant, ordered chili and beans came with it, would you have a problem with it? Oh, no, I'd go to town on it. Okay. All right. No, I like beans in my chili. Yeah. That's a, look at us. But look it's not, it's not food. traditional. So what else is going on in your life? Uh, let's see. I got, I got training wheels for my hydraulic press. I installed that today. I got the coal iron computer. Oh, dude. And it's on an Anyang press. And I think it's going to be the best press in the country. I used the, so, uh, so coal iron, if you don't, if you're listening to this, coal iron makes amazing hydraulic presses, probably the best hydraulic press company work, you know, small business in the United Mm -hmm. States. And they have, uh, I guess it's a, it's a computer that goes on the side. So if you're doing a press, if, if you're listening to this thing, what's that fucking press for? So if you're forging down steel and you need a specific size, you would normally put a kiss block in. A kiss block is the size that you want to get. So if, let's say you want to forge a, a, a pair of tongs down to three-eighths by half. You'd have a three-eighths, well, you th- three-quarter by three-eighths. You'd have yeah. a three-quarter kiss block and then a three-eighths kiss block and then you'd put them in and then the and then you'd forge down the steel in the dot in the press and then it would stop on the kiss block so that what the coal ironworks guys have done is they created a um, a computer that you program in what the you program in the size so it stops at the three-eighths and the three-quarters and i got to use jesse savage and i and the modern forge guys we all used it at maker camp and it was pretty incredible I'm I'm really excited about that. I I think it's going to make 
a lot of things quicker and easier. Well, it, it almost it almost turned it into like a kind of into a power hammer. Because sort of it kind of. I mean, it, it's like kind of like a slow power hammer. Slow power hammer that won't let you go ahead and just mash it too far. Right. Right. I mean, it is kind of like training wheels. And I've talked to some other guys, and I think it's going to benefit toolmakers more than anyone else. Because, oh. like, we'll say on a hammer, you've got so many different depths that you want to stop at, and you've got to keep track of all these kiss blocks. And then you're working along, everything's going good, you're at the very end of a hammer, and you're rounding up that face, and your kiss block falls off your, your die, and then you just mash it pill-shaped. Right. And Dude. that is... Very frustrating. It's going to, it's going to total. See, that's the interesting thing for you, where you make a specific, a specific tool that you're the hammers you make are really awesome. The fact that you would have something that would make the job more efficient for you is pretty remarkable. I, you know, all it takes is money. Yeah, that's right. All it takes is money. <laughs> it, it took me a while to talk myself into it, but I, on my last batch of hammers, I had three somewhat good size hiccups and they were all kiss block related. And I was like, just fuck it. I'm doing this and not worrying about kiss blocks any longer. I talked to a lot of makers on this podcast about um, technology and how it's, I feel as though for a lot of people, the innovations of tools and, and uh, this concept of, the kind of man, you know, how, um, what's it called? What are we saying? In this industrial, these industrial pursuits are now being more approachable for a home user. And I know you're yep. not a home user, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, you're not also, you know, you have a shop that looks like a regular, you know, welding shop. I mean, it's yeah. a big welding shop. How do you feel that, that these innovations, do you think these innovations are make for you who have struggled with kiss blocks and you've made hundreds and hundreds of hammers the old way, this gives you something, an easier way to make your hammers. Do you, but do you think that it's taking away a lot of, a lot of the trials and tribulations that other people would have? Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I, I think it's just kind of interesting on how, how technology has progressed with, in such a old school craft. Right. I mean, there's only so much to be done to mash a piece of steel into a different shape. And yet there are things that have been coming along, like, you know, the hydraulic press, which, I mean, isn't exactly brand new. And also this controller to just make things, I don't know if I'd say more approachable, but well, harder to mess up. But, you know, you, you, you use the word training wheels, which is, yeah. it, it's less, to me, it's less like training wheels. It's more like when you, when you go to a bowling alley and you put those rails up, you know, the, the rails up on the gutters for the kids, you know, it's, it's more like this is going to get it, the ball down the fucking aisle. We're not, we don't need the peril of gutters. I feel like that's the same thing. Okay. It's the same as thing. training wheels. I it's mean, it's, it's just thing. an aid to keep you from screwing up or going, going into the gutter bowling or falling over on a bicycle. I, I mean, it, it makes sense when you're in it. Go ahead. I, I think, I kind of think, I don't know. I've done it all the hard way and I've, primarily learned all by myself like i know a hell of a lot of ways not to do stuff but at this point and trying to be productive like if i'm two two three hours into a hammer and i mess it up right at the very end and i'm working on 20 hammers that just cost me you know a bunch of money 
right. that could have been prevented. And it's it's just being the productivity of that. Efficiency is serious. That's And I mean, also just consistency of a product, having everything the same size. Whenever I make two-pound hammers, I want them all to look nearly identical. And, you know, some people say, oh, it's handmade. It can have some, some variation. And there is a little bit. There, you can't get away from that. But I want them to be as close as possible. Yeah, because I mean, you're because your product is is this is is these very specific things with specific weights and stuff. Like yes, you, sir. you have something. It's not you know. It has to be you know to a certain degree. I I, I think it's awesome. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you've kind of invested in that. Just because I know that you've put in some money on some other tools to kind of make this a little bit more you know yeah. quicker. Not quicker, but you know, more efficient and more in a, a quicker and more, more efficient, efficient and consistent, consistent, consistent. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing how we've, we have tools now that are, I, back in the day, I remember I was talking to Uri Hoffi and he was, um, we were doing some project in, in the class and he says, just go w weld this thing together. And then someone said, Oh, you're going to weld it together. Why don't you just, f you know, forge it together. And he goes, he goes, if 200 years ago, if they had a TIG welder, trust me, they'd use it. Hell yeah. He was just like, don't pretend like they wouldn't use it if they had it back. I mean, he's saying this, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing how he would say it, but he was just like, trust me, they would use a TIG welder 200 years ago. Trust me. No question. Wouldn't even think twice. You know, and you have your guys out there that are like doing everything, hand hammer, files traditionally. That's great. I like, you know, who is it? Pete Ross. Right. Phenomenal blacksmith, makes awesome stuff, does it all with a hammer and a file. And I think he's got a little giant, but it's like a 25. And that's its own skill set. Being able to use power tools efficiently is its own skill set. Definitely. It's it's just kind of a different different point way to get to point it from point A to point B. How's the hammer business, by the way? Hammer business is going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I've kind of getting back into it. I took a little bit of time off and you know, you kind of get burned out every so often and yeah, it's going good. Yeah, I would imagine that. I would think that, you know, you have such a hard situation because you're working full time at this ranch and then at night you're making these hammers for well shot. And I would imagine you're probably making hammers for uh, Instagram users, and... Instagram users. How, how How is it's all going well or how many how many orders you got on the books right now? Uh, I got enough to keep me busy. I kind of sort of always have enough. Like there's basically an open order from well shot at, at all times that they add to. And then, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of stopped taking orders for just standard hammers and just sell them through, through well shot. Yeah. Why not keep them and that kind of frees me up to do other things and kind of play around and, and, you know, have some fun forging, build horseshoes, whatever. That's, I mean, it sounds like you're having a good time. I am. I am. And you had a good, I, let's see. What else? I, got, I went and got a drill press yesterday. I drove to Denton, Texas, which is about four hours away, Ugh. and got a drill press that I don't need, and it's got three heads on it. <gasps> I want one. That's what I want. I will sell you this one and ship it to you. It's shipping. Do you have three-phase? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Is in your shop? No, I don't have three-phase in my shop. Yeah, get you a phase converter. I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with it. But that's my, my last shop had a three, we had a three-head uh, drill press, and I loved it. I can't figure out what I'm going to do do with it and trying to rig it up for three phase. I guess I could maybe I might be able to use a VFD, oh. but to be perfectly honest, it's got this big cast iron table that goes up and down and I want it for that more than anything else. Yes. I just think it's neat. Take the drills off and have this cool cast iron adjustable top table. We, I'll tell you what we were using the three-headed one for is the last shop I was in, we were doing a lot of elevator railings, and mm-hmm. um, uh, which are, you know, elevator railings are for, like, if you ever go into an a, a elevator and it has, like, these bars, like, maybe 48 inches off the ground, it's for when, you know, people are coming into the elevator with, like, a cart and it doesn't smash into the walls. Yeah. So they're perched out a little bit, and we would do a ton of those, and we would do a ton of, like, satin finish round railings. So we were constantly doing – or, you know, we would do railings with, like, a little fixture, and then we would constantly have to drill and tap quarter, a three um, quarter 20 holes for riveting in – or for putting in threads. And the three the three-er was – it was one was the, the drill for the quarter 20. The second was the quarter 20. And I think the third was like a deburr tool or something like that. Yeah. And I just remember going, boom, boom, boom. And I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. I have three drills right here. And I think to myself how bad I want a three-headed drill press. But, you know. And, you know, I just don't drill that many holes. And I'm never doing production work like that. Right. And so, yeah, you know, who would? Will Stelter just got one of those bird masters, those turret drills with like six heads on oh, it. Oh, yeah. 
and like two of them have got tapmatics on them so you could drill holes and tap variety of different sizes just in one one machine it's just handy as hell those tapmatics are crazy i those use, are awesome i don't even know how i don't understand how they work but basically what it, it it's got it's its own little fixture in it you drill it down and then the pressure it knows when to stop so it doesn't break the build the the, the tap and it's they're pretty incredible pieces of equipment tapping holes blows and having a tap a tapmatic I, is pretty i like amazing. to tap holes do you different holes yeah different holes not you don't like the you know what the worst <laughs> no i can snap off a tap in a hole nearly every time i'm the worst at breaking off taps and holes i'm pretty good at breaking holes too the worst ones are always the ones that are like you know you have to drill into a, a bar of steel and then you have to you have to make you have to it doesn't go all the way through like I've it, never tried to tap a blind hole. Like I refuse to do it. It sucks because you have to have different different styles of taps because yeah. there'll be there's like a a through tap and then there's a bottom tap and then the bottom tap might get stuck and there's some gluck in there and then when they, when it breaks off in the tap you can't knock it out. It doesn't go all the way through. So we used to have to do that and I just remember we were doing these aluminum we were doing these aluminum oh. light fixtures and we had to tap the arms on. And we had a blind, we had a drill hole that was like maybe two inches deep. And then we had to put, th you know, an inch of thread in there. And I broke every goddamn tap in the aluminum. The aluminum, aluminum is grab. the worst. It's just so sticky. And you can't knock it out. You can't try to smash it. You can't try to like break because there's so many different ways to fix a broken tap. But you, with aluminum, I mean, you just mangle everything. This is a fucking wreck. And I just remember it being a total wreck. And I hated, I hated drilling, you know. My, you know. my go-to move to avoid using a tap is to weld a nut on the backside. That's a fucking strong move. That is pretty standard for me. That's a pretty strong move. Yeah, tapping, some tapping is pretty easy. Some tapping is disastrous. I, I tried to do some tapping on some... Uh, like little pocket knife things, and I was just like, I'm, I'm a the pocket noise. knife when using those tiny little ones. I can't imagine how many of those I break off. Oh, a ten thirty four, a ten, a ten thirty two is like I'll break that fucker off every single time. Quarter twenties are pretty hard to break, but uh, all right. But uh, I would say, I would say, I breaking a tap is breaking a tap sucks. It oh, really it sucks. sucks so bad. Like it's 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 so much worse than breaking a drill bit off. Yes, that's right. That's I mean, because right. not only is it stuck in there, it is threaded in there. It's threaded in there. You have to see yeah, the different ways to like try to get a center punch and try to break it up in there. And it's, ugh, I hate fucking tapping. Yeah. I just remember doing so, because, you know, when you're, a lot of times when you're doing uh, construction, it's a lot of through holes, through bolts and stuff like that. I remember we were doing a lot of tapping of like big, big, like three eighths and half inch half inch uh half inch holes half inch uh bolts and stuff like that and putting threads in and it was always very stressful drilling and if you want to know I, a, a big hole like that like half or three quarters five eight something like that i can i can tap those yeah i'm well, not but gonna at the guarantee same time, that my tap is gonna start out straight but i will get the threads in in the end and i've gotten to where on bigger ones like that i use an impact wrench and just run that son of a bitch all the way through it and call it good. But the problem is, is sometimes this is tap talk. This is tap talk. On the, but the problem is, is like you almost have to count how many times, how many holes you tapped with a certain 
bit because if it starts to get hot and it starts to get fucking it, that they they snap after like the tenth the tenth one. I just remember so many times hoping that it wasn't going to break. But I'll tell you the worst when you break a tap on a job on a job site when you're installing. There's nothing worse than that because if I've never had, watching, had that experience. Oh, I tell you what, being in the field, working on a job site. And something bad happening on a job site, like just breaking a tab where people can see you, is the worst. You're in your shop, you break a tab, no one's watching. But like no, you just go in, fling your tap wrench across the room, and then you know, stomp around for a little bit, and then figure out how to get it out. I mean, it is. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything worse. So, so do you think you're gonna do you do do you do a lot of? I mean, it must be for the ranch that you're tapping a lot of holes, right? No, no, it's generally my own stuff. You know, making making tooling and that sort of thing is whenever I use a tap. But it doesn't happen that often. Like, I, that's why this drill, I just don't even drill very many holes. Damn. Half the time, I'll, I'll just cut them out with a torch. Yeah. We drill a lot of holes. I, I wish. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I, did, I just got a little mini milling machine, though, and that's my favorite new tool. My favorite new tool is carbide drill bits. Oh, those are pretty good. I, bre- I like I'm hell on drilling holes, tapping holes, anything like that. I don't I'm impatient. Yes. I don't run them at the correct speeds. And those carbide drill bits, I can go ahead and have them spooled up pretty high and they'll sail right through stuff. My the problem the problem with with drilling now to in the past in the past for me has been that because I'm using so much G10, the G10 changes based on how it's drilled so you can make you can make marks and it can bruise and, it, and it, it, you can have problems so if like you don't it, drill it'll right. burn it, it can burn it can br- i call it bruising because it's almost like it makes this kind of like if like if you go too far and you kind of blast out through the through the the end of it if your drill isn't 100 percent right you can you can totally you know bruise it and make it discolored and it kind of sucks do you use lubricant on g10 no, I use, I've been lately, I've been using the, I've been using, um, the milling machine and it, a lot of it's because the, the, um, the, uh, the vice holds it much tighter and All I'm, right. and it, I'm not getting a lot of like the a regular drill press will give me a lot of wobble Yeah, and the milling machine, there's no wobble whatsoever. So I'm getting much cleaner, tighter holes and they're well, not G ten is just so so hard on everything. I mean, what how long do your drill bits last? The drill bits are okay. I don't have too many right. problems. I have the 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 Corby bolt countersink bit, I have to go I go through those pretty quick. And actually I snap those off. After enough if, if I've drilled enough uh, countersink holes with the Corby bolt, and this is one of the things about drilling in general, you know, so a Corby bolt is a mechanical fastener that you can uh put your uh, scales together with and then that you can get a, a very specific countersink that will match the size of your, your Corby so you'll have a clean fit but as it as it wears it starts to wear away and then all of a sudden your Corby start to get tighter and tighter in the holes yeah and then what happens at the end is is it going through if you use them enough the the end will just rip off like a like a, a broken tap so you just have to kind of keep your eye on it. It's. I would it's, think like some soapy water, some Dawn soap and water would be good 
lubricant for G10. I, you know what? I, I don't really ever do lube, and I probably should try. I, I, I never really get to. I never really. I've never ha had the need for it. But I've been recently the All best. Right. The best results I've been getting is um, a good drill bit, and like you know. The, the 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 milling machine has made a huge difference in the accuracy of it all. So, so anything else, or we also uh, have just to let you know, we can catch up. We can talk about whatever you want. I also have weird news. Whatever you want to do, we can talk taps. We can talk fruit salad. Like whatever to, you want. I would like to talk convenience stores. Go ahead, bring it to me. I've talked. I've talked to you a little bit about this, but yeah. I don't think the rest of the world knows my hatred of a convenience store. No, I don't think so. And it's not the convenience store itself, because they're convenient. It's the patrons of a convenience store. I don't know why, but I can't go in there without having to deal with just the dregs of society. Yes. And 90% of them are standing in line with their loser lottery tickets, waiting for the cashier to scan them. And you know it's a loser. Don't have them scan it. Right. Just throw it away. You are a loser. Why do they scan it? If, if it's, are you talking about a, a scratch? A they scratch just off? need it. They need it double checked. Yes. Right. They need yeah. it double checked. Okay. But I have a little bit of a funny story about a weird interaction I had at a convenience store the other day. Go ahead. And it just made me feel uncomfortable. So the guy's ringing me up. I think I was buying like a Coke and a can of snuff. And I hand him my money. And this is kind of a Larry David type situation. I hand him my money, and he's like, looks at it, ten bucks, pokes it in the computer, and he reaches for it as he's doing that, and runs his thumb, like the full length down my thumb softly. What? And he wasn't looking, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and both of us just kind of are shocked and horrified at this interaction we just had. And I start laughing and he has the hardest time counting back change after this. Well, why weird... did he, he, why did he rub his thumb over your, cause he wasn't, he wasn't, he was looking at his computer screen, poking in what I, I like what, how much cash I had looking to see how much change I was going to get back because they can't do that in their head these days. Right. And it was just the funniest, weirdest thing. And it just made me feel uncomfortable for like three straight hours. <laughs> and he hours. probably is still thinking about it. Three it hours. Was, I don't know. It just was weird. I, I, what kind of, no, describe the kind of convenience store that you're going to. Is there, is it, is it close to it, where you, is it the one that's the closest to the ranch? It's the one that's closest to the ranch. It's called Alsop's. They how, have delicious food. How World far, famous bean burritos. How far away is it? Uh, 10 miles or so. That's a long well, way. Maybe. Yeah. So what does it take? How long does it take you to get there? Well, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Cause I got to go through gates. Got to open and then close gates behind me. Go there, come back, open and close gate. I mean, it's, it's a half an hour round trip. So you go, so if you're going to go to this convenience, what's it called again? Alsips. You go to Alsips. You, you, you're going there for a reason. Is there buying any other stores? Is, is it, or you're going there? I'm going to Alsip's. I'm going to Alsip's. And sometimes I go there and I get lunch. It, it's, it's kind of embarrassing that the best food in Clarendon, well, the second best food in Clarendon is a convenience store. We have a phenomenal Thai food joint that's not just good Thai food for Clarendon, Texas. It's good Thai food for anywhere. It's just awesome. 
But the second best is the convenience store. And they, they've got cheeseburgers and catfish, wow. burritos, fried, fried chicken. I mean, they kind of got everything. So Everything it, that you can fry. Is it also like a gas station? So is it is it big? Is there a lot of people when you, when you're there? Are there usually a lot of people there? Pretty often, pretty often there's a lot of people. So Clarendon is on the highway called 287 that runs from Dallas to Denver, and it is a really busy highway. And so you see, like like you see, kind of a crazy amount of cool cars, you know, Bentleys and Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces and Maseratis and all sorts of neat cars really? at convenience store. Wow. Well, are, yep. these, are these are people going to going to Denver? Or? I, I assume so. Jeez. So is it kind of like a truck stop? Kind of. They, I mean, they've got truck filling, but it's not like a Loves or a Petro or anywhere like that. It's a lot smaller. And up until recently, it was a somewhat locally owned chain. What's the best thing on the menu there? Kettle wings. What the fuck are those? Kettle wing is like a buffalo wing, and it's a very, very lightly breaded buffalo wing. It doesn't have buffalo sauce or anything on it, but it's kind of got a little heat in it. I don't know what they put in their batter, but they are just phenomenal. How many days a week are you eating at Alsip's? Probably three. Oh, it's pretty good. Maybe four. So they know you when you walk in there. Yeah, for the most part. So now this guy with the weird interaction. Yeah, he was new. Okay. He may have quit. I hadn't seen him again. All right, it might have been too. I don't know. Is that weird? Don't touch me. Do they do breakfast too? They do. The breakfast is not just the best, but it's acceptable if you're if you're real hungry in the morning. Wow. And then, you know, we've got a Sonic. We got a couple other restaurants. We've got a Sonic. And I, unless I'm very desperate, will not eat Sonic. So my old dog Murphy, I got her a Sonic cheeseburger one time, just plain and dry, meat, cheese, and bread, and she wouldn't eat it. And this is a dog that eats, you know, dead animals and shit and chews on horses, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. If she's not willing to eat this hamburger, I don't need that in my life. Wow. So she's the one who basically told you it's not good enough for me, it's not good enough for you. That's it. Damn. God damn. And you're a good cook too. I try. You do a lot of I cooking. I try. I've got I've gotten a lot better lately. I've I've really been putting in an effort. Alex is a hell of a cook. And she whenever we met couldn't boil water. I thought she was trying to poison me for like the first year. My wife doesn't cook at all. Oh, at, we at have all. to cook out here. I mean, it's it you've heard the the restaurants we have. And so we we cook nearly every dinner out here. There you go. What's uh, more to say? How did yeah. the scallops turn out? You called me up. Oh, we man. talked about uh, we yeah, talked about waiting. scallops. Tell me about the scallops. All right, so I I, I occasionally call Jeff and I ask him for uh, some cooking advice, and I asked him for some scallop cooking advice because we've tried so many times and they're never just quite right. Right. And he told me the pro tip. And first, you know, a lot of it is what we've been doing. We'd always been trying to saute them in butter, and we could never get that crisp edge. Right. And especially, you know, on one side, like I just wanted that top side, I wanted a little bit crispy. And he said, dry them off, a little bit of olive oil. Sear them in the olive oil for 
you know, a couple minutes on pretty damn high heat, and then you add your butter, and then you flip them, and man, did that ever work out perfect. That seared scallops, when the, the only, the, my, my crowning achievement at culinary school was at uh, the last thing we had to do was we the, to graduate. We had to have a huge party with all of our family of all the people in the class. There was like 100 people there. And we had to cook a dinner for 100 people. And then the teachers would put everybody on. We'd put everybody on different positions. And they put me on the scallop position, which I was a fun position. So we were searing scallops for 100 people, me and two That's other guys. That's a lot of scallops. Yeah, me and two guys were searing scallops. And I, I felt... I honestly felt like I felt like it was like the it was a tough position because you know you seared sea scallops if you can make them rubbery or you can undercook them you want to get oh, it's you so know. easy to overcook them and uh, I I that was my favorite thing and so uh, yeah seared scallops are, that's a fucking good one yeah I'm glad I'm glad it worked out oh it worked out perfect I'm glad it worked out that was the exact advice we needed well you got my number anytime. So I thought, you know, this is this is uh, when Ben's here. I like to do uh, some weird stories, and we can Let's kind of it. like discuss some weird stories. So uh, I usually find weird stories for a few different people. There's a few people I, we do weird stories with. Ben always gets the weird stories. So here's some weird stories. The first weird story is, and some of them, and you tell me if you want to go, we go. If you don't want to go, you don't want to go. You you want me to pass, pass. This, this one might be the best one of them all. This actually really happened recently. A German ballet director is suspended over feces attack on critic. Did you hear about this? I want to hear this. All right. This is a crazy story, and this is really this is happened February 13th, by the way. A German newspaper critic had animal feces smeared on her face in the city of Hanover by a ballet director who apparently took offense at the review she wrote. The Hanover State Opera House apologized for the incident and said Monday that they were suspending the ballet director uh, with immediate effect. The Daily Frankfurter uh, something something uh, Zeitung reported that a furious that the furious uh, ballet director approached its dance critic, and during an interview of at a premiere at the Hanover Opera House on Saturday, and asked what she was doing there. It said that the two didn't know each other personally. The paper said that uh, the ballet director, who apparently felt provoked by a recent review she wrote of the production he staged uh, at the Dutch seat of the government, threatened to ban her from the ballet. So the director wanted to threaten the, ba- uh, the, the, the critic from the ballet and accused her of being responsible for people canceling season tickets. Then he pulled out a paper bag with animal feces and smeared her face with the contents before making off with a through the packed theater foyer. The no newspaper way. said uh, they identified the substance as dog feces, and she filed a criminal complaint. That's the crazy fucking so shit. So he was waiting for her to show up because he had a bag of shit in his pocket. There is, you have solved the crime here because there is no, he knew she was going to be there. Or do you think he was just waiting for someone to smear shit on? Unless he was walking his dog right then and there. (laughs) I mean. Which sounds pretty unlikely if he's at the premiere of this thing. God, you know what? This is the, this is the, this is, I had a conversation. This is the, I had a conversation with Chris Zepp last week and we were talking about language and 
I was making the point that you know once in a while somebody will say something about the podcast. Oh, I wish I could listen to the podcast, but your but your language is 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 so is is a little rough or something like that. Fuck off. And I think and I think to myself, look, I'm a good person. I don't do anything bad. There are people, there are upstanding people who are quote unquote upstanding people like fucking ballet directors who probably don't curse at all in their life, but they find the need to smear feces on people's faces. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing to do. I feel like dog shit is one of the less offensive turds that you could rub on someone's face. Like if it was, you know, and we've, if it was chicken shit, so much worse. And then there's so many of these stories that you and I've discussed. Like I was really expecting it to be a human feces. Right. I was too. I was. I was thinking he was just gonna like you know reach and see what see what he could find. Yeah, but it's a cr- shit in his hand. It's and, a totally. Go for it. I mean, that is a totally that is a totally outrageous thing to do. Like that's. But I mean, you, it's obviously premeditated. It is pre. It's a premeditated shitting on, because he had a bag of shit right. in his pocket. And did it say a paper bag? Yeah, paper bag. Well, but you can't trust You know the, the paper's going to permeate the smell of your pocket. You smell like dog shit. But let's Your be, hand smells like dog shit. That could be a mistake. I mean, who carries it in a, I mean every any dog owner as doesn't carry it in a paper bag. I could see in Germany that they wouldn't allow you to use pa- plastic bags. Right. Yeah. I, I look, I I think that I think that it's one thing is, is is interesting is I talked to my wife about um, restaurant critics. We talk about restaurant critics a lot, and I've been reading a lot of stories about restaurant critics. And frankly, I think that mo- I I personally believe that restaurant critics. Now I'm going to go on. I, I'm going to I'm going to be on the side of the feces smear for a second. I, I I feel as though a lot of these critics really have no reason or or or. or or uh, resume that they should be in a position of criticizing restaurants, you know? And I think that, you know, most of them have never been cooks. Most of them have never worked in a restaurant. My friend, um, Julia Sexton, who I have on every time, she, she reviews, she told me how she reviews restaurants. She takes it very seriously. She'll go six or seven times. She's also been a chef. She's also been a professional cook. You know, she's got a real, she takes it very seriously because she understands that problems can happen. And it's not nice to write a, a, you know, you know, you're ruining someone's reputation and business. Yeah. And that's why this guy is in this situation. The, you know, the fucking place, uh, the, the, the ballet sucked. And then the ballet critic criticized it. Now this guy might be out of a job. Well, he's definitely out of a job now because now he's known for like, you know, he set up very poor tone for the rest of his jobs. I feel like a lot of just critics. Critics of various things have got to be taken with a grain of salt, anyways. I mean, that's one person's opinion. But the average, and I may have a different opinion than them. And it's like whenever you, whenever you're trying looking up reviews on like a product on the internet. Every time I go look, it is fifty fifty. Some people love it, some people hate it. If you ever find a general consensus that this is the best product in the world, or you have twenty seven hundred reviews that this is horrible. You can kind of you can you can hang your hat on that. But but it, for the most part it's they're all over the place. But if like a, let's say let's just talk about a movie. Let's say you hear that this movie really sucked. Sharknado. Whatever. You're not going to and you're not and all of a sudden it's just like 3 hours long. It sucks and it's 3 hours long and you hear a review saying it sucks is 3 hours long. 
you're not going to go. You're not going to waste your time. And I would imagine if like if you're like a ballet fan, and you're reading this review and it sucks, you're probably not going to go. And this woman. I wish I'd have read that review of that new Elvis movie with Tom Hanks before I wasted the time watching that garbage. Dude, my wife loved that movie, and I wouldn't see it. My my kid hated it. It my was wife so loved fucking it. bad. Like it, it just nearly completely turned me off of Tom Hanks. Really? I he was so awful in it. I you know it, I number one is no offense. This might be a hot take, but Elvis is not for me. I had an Elvis phase where I liked Elvis in college because I thought it was like I thought it, I I probably was being like hipster at the time. Yeah. But like Elvis can go kick kiss he can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm right there with you. Now, like, if you just said that about Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson, oh. we'd have issues. No, no. But, but yeah, I mean, Elvis no. is not for me. No, no, no. I, that would, I love jo- Johnny Cash. Is my, is, uh, is Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson. I, I love those guys. But I, I would think that, yeah, I would think that if you're reading a review and you're just like, yeah, this is, he probably lost it. He probably was going to lose his job before he started smearing the feces, but the feces probably capped it yeah. all off. All right. Here's another one. Uh, funeral home finds woman breathing hours after declared dead. We can do that one. I feel like that's something, you know, has gone throughout history for a long time with like the ringing of the bell in the graveyard and all that. Yeah. Tying a bell tied to a toe. So, I mean, you know, it happens. It happens. Mistakes were made. Well, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Well, they didn't bury her. So, so they just, that's they good. just, you know, so they probably did make some phone calls. They probably called some of your, you know, that would be a shocker. To call someone and say, you know, we've—I'm sorry to say, but your grandma's dead. And then all of a sudden, wait, we made a mistake. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, I'm sorry to say, grandma's still alive, son. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be the other thing. I mean, it's just like, how do you come back from we made a mistake? You know, it's just like talk about heart palpitations. Uh, Somebody needs to get fired. Yeah, New Zealand police—that's when you start spreading feces. Yeah, you know, that's when you come. Grandma can start spreading feces on that. Well, they—you know—they make the phone call. Your grandma's dead, and then they call back an hour later. Oh no, we made a mistake. Then you go grab the feet. Let's find some feces. We got some feces yeah, you, to smear. One out of ten review. Grandma wasn't dead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So New Zealand police found three point five tons of cocaine in the Pacific Ocean. Sound good? It sounds kind of like there's going to be a sequel to the Cocaine Bear movie. Ugh, do you want to see that? I have no cocaine interest. Shark. Hell no. I have no interest in that. No. It's so gross. No, I kind of like the idea of cocaine shark better than cocaine bear, though. <sighs> all of it. Cocaine anything is, doesn't interest me at all. All right, so no no interest in New Zealand. Uh, man, nah, not a whole lot. Man crushed to death under outdoor urinal in London. Got to hear that one. All right, there we go. All right, this is from the AP News. The last two episodes, the last two from the AP News. A pop-up urinal crushed a man to death, and, and we're obviously not making fun of the guy. I mean... You know, sorry for your loss. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. A pop-up urinal crushed a man to death in London's theater district on Friday. Uh, Police said firefighters used a winch to free a man after he became trapped under hydraulic urinal at the uh, Cambridge Circus in a busy intersection of the city's west end. The Metropolitan Police Force said the man is uh, thought to have sustained crush injuries while working on a telescopic urinal. The force said that despite the efforts of the emergency service, he was pronounced dead at the scene. Retractable urinals are dotting through London's entertainment district, stored below ground during the day and raised at night. Fuck. Well, I'm going to have to look up this 
I'm too, you know, the, the key to this thing is a retractable urinal. Yeah. Yeah. He died and that sucks. That's not your, not, it's a shitty way to go, but a retractable urinal. Mm-hmm. What a time to be alive. Wow. This thing is pretty, these things are pretty f- nice. These are really nice. It's like a, these are really nice. Have you found it yet? Uh, oh wow! It's the whole the whole building, the whole fucking thing. Of course, he was crushed. The goddamn thing's huge. It's like a goddamn giant capsule. Of so, course, he yeah. was crushed. What a huge, yeah, that's, what a huge mistake. That's not what I was expecting. So it pops up in a. There's a guy peeing in one. <laughs> there's two it doesn't guys even close around him. There's two guys. There's two guys standing, basically standing next to each other, taking a whiz. And there's no that cover. That is not what I was expecting. I was expecting it was like in a in a little house, and just the urinal pops up. You go pee, it drops down, sterilizes, pops back up. What a fucking what a fuck what science what a fucking thing. So basically, it's this. If you're listening, stop the podcast and go look it up, and then you come back to us. But a hydraulic urinal, it's it's a whole, it's like a whole, it's like a two, it's like a tube that comes up. With a urinal on either side, so you could stand inside the urinal. So he probably maybe pressed the wrong button, and I'm sure he got crushed. What do they do for women? Don't use urinals. I guess they got to use a funnel. Don't use urinals. No, women aren't using urinals. But However, where do they go if there's all these for men? You know, when I when this, I was this a is kid, a time of gender equality. They need to have their. They should, they, I mean, it would make more sense if it was like a outhouse, you know, they pop, that's, pop that's what I was, I was thinking like a porta potty Yeah, porta potty building. And then the thing came up somehow and, and you, this thing is so must be so expensive to make because not only just the piping and stuff, but you have this hydraulic cylinder that comes up just for one. And you know what? He's so stupid. These fucking people are so stupid. It's just for one release of bodily fluids what if you have why to would poop? You do that when you can't just go behind when you can go behind a car i mean why would you spend all this time and energy making a hydraulic fucking urinal why wouldn't you just do a bathroom right yeah but it would ruin the ambiance this is well, uh, this, this is you piccadilly could, circus i mean yeah, i'm here. sure i'm sure you could create some ambiance this just seems like a <laughs> i'm sure you could get all the ambiance. it just seems like a just like it, it's just like well, I'm going to open up a restaurant and all you can have is a soda. It's like, what about eating? <laughs> what, uh, right? Yeah. You know, the, I, I feel like it wouldn't be hard to not get a guy caught in the urinal. Dude, this You know, you have those sensors on like a garage door that won't let it close on a kid or a dog. This, this thing is like, this thing is a crusher. This is a fucking crusher. It is. It looks like it would split someone in half. Oh, uh, in half. This thing is... Uh, who thought this was a good idea is really what it comes down to. It's I ridiculous. Know. I kind of love it. Hydraulic. I don't even kind of love it. I do love it. It just seems so... It just seems so so stupid. And the poor well, fucking guy this, died. This is, the next, this is the next step for Jesse Savage's black shop. Blacksmith well, shop. He's got a urinal in the shop. I know it, and now he's got to one up that. Well, he's got a urinal. I, I tell you what, maybe the, I, when I was trying to figure out when we were talking hydraulics, maybe Coal Ironworks could figure something out for a pop-up hydraulic urinal. But if they can do a hundred and twenty-ton press, they can do a, a pop-up urinal.
This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.